Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. because we have a very special bonus episode for you today. Um, I should probably introduce the podcast first. Uh, you are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Mm-hmm. And sometimes have special guests. Uh, I'm Kenyon. I'm Lucy. I'm Amanda. Who else is here? Hello, this, <laughs> this is and That's Why We Drink. Christine and Emma are here. <laughs> yes. It's like a Jetsons meet the Flintstones. I know. <laughs> epic. It's, it's like Hannah Montana so and That's So Raven and The Sweet Life of Zach, Zach and Cody. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Bless your so young soul. We're older than you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try it again. It's like the Avengers Infinity War. Yes. There it is. All right. Okay. That's applicable to me. By the way, there's quite an age range between Hannah Montana and the Flintstones. I'm just saying. We're not that old. We're old souls. We're not quite Flintstones old. We grew up on Nick at night. Anyway, thank you guys for having us. We're so excited. We've been trying to make this happen for a long, long time. Thank you so much for coming on. We are so thrilled. And just so all the listeners know, um, we're also in the same sitting. We're also going to be recording an episode for And That's Why We Drink. So we'll have two episodes, one on our show and one on their show with different content, but all five of us because you just can't get enough. Nope. No. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So check that out. So everybody who listens to Wine and Crime, Wine Coven, please go check out And That's Why We Drink. We love yeah, it. and uh, I, I have a feeling that episode that we are on on their side will be particularly ridiculous <laughs> because we'll be on bottle two by then. Okay. Yeah, we're recording this first. Then you guys and will yeah. finally get to feel what I feel at the end of every episode with us because Christine single-handedly takes down about two <laughs> per episode. Yeah, Christine, you're like you're kind of you go for the box a lot of the time. You crush yeah. that you know, that bladder. I just like. You're badass. I don't like to look at how much wine I'm drinking in one sitting. No. So, you know, when yeah, it, that's a good it's call. coming out of a box, you don't know. It's it's kind of just like a, an elusive mystery. No, it's kind of like that. my bank account. Like, I just don't like exactly. to look at it. Just don't look at it. We just like kind of go to the once, once the box, once she has to tip the box to, like, pour into a glass, <laughs> maybe we need to slow down. Mm-hmm. Then we're in trouble. Then you know. All right. You're well. in tipping territory. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to make a, a scale. A <laughs> Yeah, what's do you have a sweet treat today, Em? Um, no, I don't because it's actually ten AM our time. So Oh, fair I, enough. I thought about getting McDonald's. There are pancakes. scientific studies about yes. ice cream for breakfast being good for you. I, just saying. Well, I usually go for the milkshake, but I'm trying to I'm trying to pretend like on this Sunday, the day of worship, mm-hmm. that I'm mm-hmm. not gonna sin. The Sabbath day. <laughs> no sinning. It no. would be a, it would be a slight to God if you had a milkshake before. No noon. McDonald's. So yeah, I appreciate that. No, no, no. No. <laughs> uh, but Oops. mass is in the morning. Just mm. saying. That's mm-hmm. I mean, I Everyone tried to convince Christine to have a mimosa. So I didn't prepare oh. well enough for that. We're both messes. Oh, it's you okay. guys. <laughs> it's all right. We may or may not <laughs> be. It's in the time. I've it's cracked fine. into the red. 
Yeah. But Amanda, well, you've got I a paired. wine crime pairing for us. But first, the topic of this very yes. special bonus episode. Yes. You've been clamoring for it, folks. Here it is. Wine crimes. We're so creative. Crimes <laughs> involving Can wine. Can you believe it? Wine crimes. crimes. What yep. a combination. Yeah, it's amazing. Wine and crime. What? I know. And You'd it rhymes. shocked. I, I mean, was doing some Googling for this yeah. episode, and the first full page of what I Googled was related to Wine Our and Crime podcast. podcast. Like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> that happened to me, too. Fast. I was like, yeah, I get it, Sick guys. of us. <laughs> God. 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 Don't yeah. your ego in our faces. It's whatever. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yeah. We're really sorry. You got to get to, like, page rag. three of Google I've, before I've actually recently Googled territory. Christine and I, and for some reason, my girlfriend and Christine's dog come up before us, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, Geo uh, Amanda is the always fame. the number one suggested search term that. when you type in wine and crime. Yeah, typically, <laughs> it's usually like Amanda. Amanda, obnoxious. Amanda, overbearing. <laughs> Amanda, <laughs> least favorite member of wine and crime yeah. podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever, I love it. Smartest. I revel. I revel. Own it, for sure. I, I survive off of the tears of my haters. <laughs> um, so Speaking this wine of. pairing is less for the topic and mm-hmm. more for M. Oh, yay. Oh. Who I know to be uh, a professionally trained clown. Yep. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Which yeah. I have problems. I have problems with as someone who is terrified of clowns. I have problems with it too. Yeah, I think we yeah, all have I'm thinking with that. No I'm thinking no maybe one's happy about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Makes and that, everyone that makes a little me feel uncomfortable. Better. But I feel like maybe having a personal relationship with you might turn around my view uh-huh. of clowns. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like um, a, I'm like a. I, I would say, I mean, I'm definitely retired. Proudly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Reformed, Thank God. Even. Oh, I was hoping you were still a practicing clown. I, I would fly there to see you. I, and what's the name? Pa- Patty, Patty something? Patty O' Furniture? Patty O' Furniture. <laughs> uh, the one and only. I love I mean, uh, it's really something special. It's That's great, like an though. incredible drag name, too. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I've obviously consider dabbling in drag with as a clown like Got a clown to. drag queen. Mm-hmm. Got to. <laughs> oh god i feel like that is something that the world needs yes yeah yeah so i yeah. support it um but in honor of uh your clownship i have chosen <laughs> the freak show cabernet love it love it um which you'll see a photo of the label at some point but it is literally like a strong man under a big top surrounded by like clowns and various <laughs> Uh, circus folk. Yeah, sounds like so, so it sounds like, like you actually grabbed a picture straight out of my circus that I was in. <laughs> I mean, I f- I feel like this might be like an old timey family photo. <laughs> it's actually it's actually the picture of my graduation at, uh, from yeah. high school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your valedictorian was the straw man. <laughs> he is proudly centered up uh. front. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to dive too deep into this because we talk about Cabernets a lot. Um, This is out of California. It is mostly Cabernet, but it's blended just a teeny weeny bit with Petite Syrah. Um, This is a Michael David Vineyard selection. So another really popular wine of theirs that I think a lot of people will know is Seven Deadly Zins. Mm. Oh, yes. Which is a great Zinfandel. They do uh, Petite Petite, which is another Syrah. They do the Sixth Sense Syrah. So they kind of keep it in like that kind of creepy, fun 
you know, <laughs> genre nice. of spooky wine. Um, this bad boy is aged for 14 months in French oak, which, as we know, is pretty common for Cabernets. Um, it's going to be a little jammy on the front end. We've got blackberry. We've got dark cherry, even maybe some pomegranate oh, in there. Hello, treat yourself. Uh, that French oak, though, is going to kind of balance it out with a little bit of smokiness, some vanilla, some spice. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be really nice. It's going to finish kind of mellow and mild on the palate. This isn't super dry on the back end, but yeah. And this bottle retails. It's not a wink wine. I know. I'm sorry. Um, but you can get this at Total Wine, which I think is where I got it. Bloomington, Minnesota. Um, oh, yeah. Hello, Total Wine, Bloomington. <laughs> um and it's like 20 bucks, which, you know, is kind of on the pricey end for us wine and crime gals. But, you know, treat yourself. Treat yourself. It's also 14.5 mm-hmm. ABV. So Oh, shit. It'll get the job done. It's going to do you right. Do it for the label, you know. It's worth it. I, I have uh, a lot of things yeah. to say. Um, one, okay. I don't drink alcohol. So whatever you just said was just, it sounded like poetry. <laughs> Love it. Um, Ooh, hello. <laughs> I wish I knew how to describe a milkshake like that. You should start doing that. Mm. Like, oh, a, a uh, you heavy notes should. of chocolate on the back end. Like, what the fuck? Yes. It would be amazing. Also, yeah. I appreciate I that it's love that. Um, freak show for me because I'm a walking freak mm-hmm. show too. Because it's Cabernet <laughs> for Christine because that's yep. her favorite. Yep. And California. California. We got you. So you really California did rep us there. Perfect. Thank you. All the bases are covered. We've actually been trying to feature a lot of California wines just uh, simply because of all the devastation of the wildfires. Sure, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways that we've been trying to encourage people to help y'all is buying California wine because so many of those wineries were messed up by the fires Mm -hmm. and we need to be helping out your economy. So So you're a Mm -hmm. poet and a philanthropist. We Look try. We're drinking. We're saving California one Thank bottle you. Time. Thank you so much. You're fucking welcome. Or six per episode. <laughs> yeah, let's six be at a time. All right, are Pat we ready to pop this bad pop boy it. open? Ready. Okay, here we're gonna get some leverage. Oh, here we go. Okay. 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 I also appreciate the uh, the Minnesota accent because I'm an avid fan of Canada, and they're basically the same. Ooh. Oh, you're gonna accent. offend somebody. Yeah. Well, they're similar. They're similar. You're gonna offend someone else. I'm sure I'm gonna offend but... a Canadian, which is the last thing I ever want to do, or someone from Minnesota. You know? But I do appreciate the similarities between them. There are it's a lot soothing. of similarities, and yeah. you're gonna hear it right now. It's nasal. Woo! Woo! Nice. Ooh, a petite, petite nice pop. pop. Woohoo! Un petit pet. Gross. <laughs> All right. Guys, I just drove through a lot of snow. I am pouring this sucker. There's a meniscus. To the rim. <laughs> There's a fucking meniscus on this plant. Oh, my Woo. God. All right, Lucy. Cheers, what? everyone. Cheers. 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 Um, Lucy, what is uh, our background? And I don't know, maybe psych, maybe some history for wine-related crimes. Yeah. We got history. We got legal. We got background. Oh, girl. Psychology is basically just greed, so yeah, covers it. <laughs> uh, so crimes involving wine aren't hugely common just because the industry itself is a lot smaller than, let's say, like the financial industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're usually high-profile crimes in the media because they are often quite dramatic. Mm-hmm. Passions a, run we, high. <laughs> mm-hmm. A Don't New York Times article wine. just... <laughs> 
describes the wine industry as, quote, built on romance, expensive land, hard labor, and a whole lot of faith. Oh, same. Which sounds like a <laughs> recipe for disaster. That's my Tinder profile. <laughs> built on romance and expensive land expensive and hard labor. Land. <laughs> and a whole lot of faith. Of faith. <laughs> So there's there's so much money between Los Angeles, Silicon Valley, and nearby communities, and that couples with curiosity, vanity, ego, and envy of the culture itself to produce some unique crimes. My favorite qualities about myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> curiosity, vanity, curiosity, ego, vanity, envy. Ego. <laughs> um, I also think it's largely like middle-aged white guys who are sometimes really bad at being criminals. So these stories are especially intriguing. Plus, they all involve a greed for wine. And honestly, who can't relate to Seriously. that? Seriously. You yeah. have <laughs> Me. just described my <laughs> case. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah Kenyan, our case I, is I ran into this. your case a couple of times. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. Okay, it's our it. case. Yeah. Ours. Sure. The case that Kenyon wrote for the both of you to read. I hate you so much. <laughs> we struck a deal. You're it's a fine. horrible monster. Okay. So first, some history. It's too, Lucy. <laughs> Always. Anyway, sorry. So wine fraud has been around as long as wine has. Pliny the Elder wrote about fraudulent Roman wine. Oh, my. Um, and in London during the Middle Ages, wines from France, Spain, and Germany had to be separated in the tavern cellars so you couldn't mix them up or swap them out to, like, trick a customer. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you did that, the punishment was either drinking the whole bottle, which twists my arm. <laughs> yeah, that's not so bad. Depends on how or, deep you already are. Or, like, how shitty the fraudulent wine was, too. Mm-hmm. True. Well, uh, there can or, be, like, additives that are dangerous. People have died from people using shitty additives in wine yeah. back in the day, which created new regulations for what you're allowed to put in certain wines. Oh. And mm. also, technically, uh, altered wines, that they called it, mm-hmm. they it, they just grew in acceptability as, like, the different pl- flavor profiles mm-hmm. sort of populated because real, like, what they called natural wine is just fruit in a barrel that they forgot about like uh-huh. that's technically like real wine or at least used to be a long time ago so any derivatives of that is at one time was uh, altered wine mm-hmm. i had no idea so in the middle ages in germany at the same time they could also brand you beat you or hang you to death for uh selling altered wine oh. fair Enough. Uh-huh. Let's bring it back to these high stakes. Reinstate the high law. standards. How dare you sell me fraudulent like wine? Mocho I will hang because you to death. Mocho basically got me through undergrad. Just like cheap, cheap red wine and Coke. Coca-Cola. <laughs> drink horchata. Now, Putting all red all wine in Diet Coke cans to sneak into movie theaters was my jam yes. all through my early 20s. My yeah. mom still does that. So, yeah. <laughs> She's a brilliant, Classic brilliant mom woman. Yep. Yeah. So my, mom and I, my mom and I went to go see Sideways at the Excelsior Doc Cinema when that mm-hmm. came yeah. out, mm-hmm. and she brought a full bottle of wine in her purse, and every once in a while I could just hear her, like, pouring it, <laughs> pouring more into her glass. Well, a couple months ago I actually got Christina wine bra. Oh, it's great. And I'm, Oh, my oh. God. It's we effective. have been thinking about it's doing branded wine bras. 
I will say though <laughs> that you have to be careful, unlike me, and not put really chilly uh, white wine in it, and then put it on your boobs. Yeah, I was gonna say. Then you'll feel like nipples. Ow. Yeah, nipples the dog. Yeah. It's sweet nipples the dog. It really was a real struggle. I had to chug it because I was like, I can't have this strapped to my chest any longer. It's got to get below the nipple line. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) And just for context, I know a dog named Nipples. There it is. That's the right. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I actually would have preferred for you not to have explained that. It's a too late. I wish we just Just kept talking about nipples and didn't even address that we know someone named nipples. No context. Yeah. Someone, because dogs are people too. Yeah. Also, a toast to the late, great Burke. My sweet oh, pup. Oh, oh. Way to raise a glass down. to you today. Hey, no, we're celebrating. <laughs> we're celebrating to you, Burkles. A we're not pouring life. it out. We're drinking it because he pouring it down my pour out. pouring it out into and my mouth is what let I meant. Not a drop be wasted. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Amanda, the anyway, question continue. though yeah. quickly is, what are you going to do with all of Burke's leftover Viagra pills? Oh my God! So. This is, it's really funny that you bring that up because I've been plotting. Uh, there are some people at work that I really don't like. Oh my God. Amanda, drink that's a illegal. No, it's just, she's it's just a next dog episode dose. of wine crimes. Wine crimes. Yeah. No, I'll, you know, I'll just, I just want to put it in your, yeah. And it's such a low dose that it would just be like a half chub anyway. Yeah. It's not a real crime. It's not a full blowner. It's a half <laughs> <job>. <laughs> Moving on. So I might, I might dose some unsuspecting shitty men in my life with a dog Viagra. Why not? At some point. I will say what happens. There's a fun fact about Viagra where if you put it in um, water, like when you have, uh, like for flowers, it'll keep the flowers standing mm-hmm. for a lot longer. That makes sense. Well, then Shut it seems up. like a better what use, I'm Amanda. Do with it. I'm going to use it for my floor. Garden. <laughs> Garden with it. I don't know what your hobbies are, but if it's gardening, I just saved you a week of flowers. Yep. Another really classic did. mom move. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm going to start giving my succulents Viagra water and see what happens. People will I, be like, what's your trick? Go and you'll be like, and firm. Uh, uh, what's your secret? I, I will. I'll never tell. tell. <laughs> I recently right, killed guys. an air plant. Okay, moving on. I have quite a bit left to get through. So, also, this next part is my favorite detail of my notes. Okay, okay. I'm blow my load right here, right full now. It, full attention. Blow it. Uh, this was just lifted straight out of Wikipedia, but again, I donated ten dollars to Wikipedia, so I don't. Feel like <laughs> yeah, we're good. Uh, fraud of a different nature occurred during Prohibition in the United States when wine production was illegal. Uh, as grape merchants would sell bricks of grape concentrate across the United States along with a packet of dried yeast. Oh, my God, the yes. Bricks, the bricks would come with a, quote, warning label cautioning people not to mix the contents of the brick, yeast, water, and sugar in a pot and then seal such pot for seven days or else an illegal alcoholic <laughs> beverage hilarious. will result. <laughs> I am so happy to know that that happened. Oh, we should bring that. We should yeah. sell those. Yeah, we should sell those on our merch store. Yeah, <laughs> please do. Wine, Wine bricks. bricks of grape grape bricks. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, we'll tell everyone it's a bath bomb. <laughs> but then the instructions will teach you to and not, do not make get your own in wine. The bath it's like instead of bathtub gin, but bathtub wine. It's like hooch, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Toilet wine. Toilet wine. Cooch. Cooch. Well, that's where they get the yeast. 
Woo! Oh my god! Ooh. Full circle. There it is. I'm dancing. Uh, okay. Jokes. <laughs> uh, last little detail about these wines. Well, we kind of covered this. All fortified wines, like uh-huh. port, were once considered fraudulent wines. Um, but the interesting fact about port. Uh, was that these fortified wines became more accepted as it was as it provided the chemical stability to last over long sea voyages. Mm. Ah, so for just the as sailors. you know, cultures were spreading and globalizing all over the world, then like port would be more accepted in their their destinations. Love mm. it. So I was trying to kind of narrow it down to like different types of crimes that were associated in various ways with wines. Mm-hmm. So. I've got a couple of quick cases just to sort of more or less gloss over. Um, for arson, there was a case of Mark Christian Anderson who owned a company called Sausalito Cellars, Love. which stored bottles of wine for wealthy collectors, restaurateurs, and vintners. Mm-hmm. Vintners. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was stealing some of those bottles and selling them to make money on the side for himself, thinking that these wealthy people with huge collections wouldn't notice. Oh, they and notice. He started small in he started small in 2001 selling $100 bottles here Ooh. and there. He eventually sold over $500,000 worth of wines to, to two companies alone. Mm. And in late 2003, one of Mark's clients decided that he wanted his 756 cases of wine back to try mm-hmm. to auction off separately. But when the movers arrived at Sausalito Cellars, there were only 144 cases oh, of his wine. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, no. Uh, another client retrieved his several bottles of Stag's Leap Cabernet, each bottle valued at about $650. When he opened the case, he found bottles of Trader Joe's two-buck <laughs> oh my God. Oh my god, yes. yes. Oh my god. So Not even attempting the, to hide it. Oh my god. No. So the feds were closing in on Mark Anderson on October 12th, so he went to his storage space with rags and gasoline and a blowtorch and incinerated $250 million oh. worth of wines, including some from neighboring wine storage spaces. Unfair. They had nothing That's to do rude. with that. Oh, yeah. dang. And oh. obviously this was not enough to fully cover up his theft, and he was later sentenced to 27 years in oh prison my. for arson and embezzlement. God. Oh, my, oh my, my God. And he, <laughs> All that wine. He it makes me sad. I know. I know yeah, such that's a waste. The tragic part. Apparently, because <laughs> because wine is flammable and they're you know they're things that they're stored in are like wood and they're super easy to just incinerate <laughs> large yeah. amounts of wine. Damn. Okay. Um. So for theft, a man named John E. Fox was president of the now bankrupt Premier Crew Wine Shop. It was essentially a Ponzi scheme. From 2010 <laughs> to 2015, customers placed high-end wine orders through his company, which he mostly did not fill. Mm-hmm. He scammed some $45 million from his customers, which he spent on, quote, cars, women, and golf. Love it. <laughs> golf? I mean, there are worse things you could spend it on, but... There's better there things, worse too. things than Fucking golf. patriarchy. There are I so many better things. He, he paid for his daughter's college education, so it wasn't, right. like, all young women and golf. Okay, he has a little bit of a heart. Um, Mm. Yeah, a little bit. He was sentenced to six and a half years plus three years supervised release. And this case also has a bit of blackmail involved, as one of the women he paid for sex threatened to tell his family, and now she's on the run from the FBI for it as well. For the blackmail? Uh, 
Yeah, well, that was more involved than that. Is it Started wrong that I kind of feel like blackmail is fair game? I like, should that be agree. a crime? Well, it's like blackmail and extortion. Should that be a crime? <laughs> I, mean... <laughs> I think it should just be one of those, like, silver lining, like, not silver lining, like, the like, I don't know. I think it should just be frowned upon. Frowned upon, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. a it's like a, exactly. a, a, like like a workplace romance. Like a slap on the wrist. Discouraged. Yep. <laughs> um, I also thought this was interesting to hear of another theft case involving the grapes themselves. In 2013, Jeffrey Hill stole more than fifty thousand dollars worth of Napa Cabernet Sauvignon grapes and allegedly turned them into $800,000 worth of wine. And for those interested, these Napa Cabernet Sauvignon grapes are among the most expensive Ooh. in the country. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Should have turned them into bricks. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> Where do you I steal mean, the that yeast? that would have been the smart thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, some crimes related to distribution. There was a man named James Jimmy Allen Hall who contacted several Napa Valley vineyards and ordered dozens of cases of wines for his new distribution business called Jayhawk Beverage Distributors of Pittsburgh, Kansas. Wow. Oh, there's a so, Pittsburgh, Kansas? Apparently. Wow. This I'm Pittsburgh moving. is spelled differently, too. Um, so the wines were shipped out, and then Jimmy's checks bounced. Mm, and, of course. Uh, Eventually, he was charged with forgery, identity theft, making false information, obtaining an alcohol beverage control license fraudulently, and the purchase, sale, and distribution of alcoholic liquor without a license. So that shit will get you in trouble by itself. Mm -hmm. No theft or arson required. Mm -hmm. um, okay, this is my, this is where I was trying to get to. As far as counterfeit and fraud with wines. Ooh, yes, okay. This this is a very interesting angle, uh, but it's also very difficult to tackle since, as Amanda likes to remind us, there is so much subjectivity in wine tasting. Uh -huh. <laughs> so an unopened bottle can be hard to authenticate based on the label and cork alone. And as fraud expert Maureen Downey says, quote, nobody in the world, nobody is able to authenticate via taste. Uh -huh. mm. Which I totally believe. Nobody. Faking. <laughs> nobody, I say nobody. Nobody, I say nobody. <laughs> faking, I very, faking very high-end wines successfully is a skill in itself, and it takes a great palate to do so if you're also faking, like, the taste of the wine. Right. Okay, um, so and the as more money are, are sophisticated enough that they're going to out-sophisticate the sophisticates. Right. I'm drunk already. Yeah. Right. Yep. Nailed it. Say sophisticates. <laughs> Ten times fast. <laughs> Don't actually. We have things to do. <laughs> As more money flows out of Silicon Valley, more people with less experience want more rare bottles of wine, and they are more likely to get it from a dishonest dealer. Uh -huh. So regarding illegal blending, so if you were trying to fake the wine itself... Uh, there is also some legal grayish area when it comes to how a bottle needs to be labeled. And I know Amanda's talked about this in the past. Yarp. Uh, for example, a bottle that says Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon needs to have at least 75% wine from Napa Cabernet grapes. Uh -huh. In addition, 10% more must come from Napa itself, but that can be a cheaper varietal like a Syrah or a Zinfandel. Exactly and the like remaining... the bottle that we're currently drinking. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the remaining 15% can be can be from anywhere else in the state. Mm. So there are laws and regulations, but I'm not totally clear on how they enforce those laws. And 
you know, they're kind of, they're a little squishy. Okay. <laughs> squishy. Like grapes. Like grapes. Uh, <laughs> like black nail laws. <laughs> um, this is also an international problem. In 2013, seven people were arrested for selling 400 bottles of fake Romane Conti for over $2.7 million. Oh, so Jesus. Yeah. For forgeries like this, people will either buy cheap bottles and replace the labels and like leave the wine inside the bottles, or yep. they'll buy empty bottles of really good wines and fill them with cheap uh, wine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the date on the bottle is altered since the price of certain vintages can vary dramatically. Also, it's more common for expensive bottles to be bought and sold several times by dealers and collectors, so there might be fake bottles hiding among authentic ones in the same collection. So it's Plus like that art. makes paper trails really... Yes, totally it's absolutely it's like, like art. art. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, to prove a wine's authenticity, according to Charles Curtis, master of wine and former wow. head of wine for Christie's, says head he will first contact... Head of wine. Yeah, head That's of wine. That's why I just want my new <laughs> role as part of the wine and crime crew. I don't want to... Head of wine. I'm going to get you like a jacket with head of executive wine. Executive producer, <laughs> head of wine. <laughs> That's what I want. Winecologist. Gynecologist, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he will first contact the owner to request doc- to request documentation like receipts. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think super fucking expensive bottles of wine come with like some separate certification mm-hmm. of authenticity. Okay. Uh, next, he will check the capsule, which is the foil over the cork. Mm-hmm. He'll check the cork itself, the label, and the glass that the bottle is made of to make sure yep. that the elements match up to when the vintage is reported to be and where production was reported to be. Uh, consistent branding and any any evidence of tampering. Okay. He, he might also use a high-powered flashlight to check the cork and the color and sediment of the wine itself. Jeez. Which I thought was kind of okay, cool. This is amazing. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. That goes into it. Yeah. yeah holy fuck Beyond that, um, even carbon dating the wine itself isn't foolproof. Some have instead searched for what's called isotrope celsium-137, which is an artificial form of radioactivity that was created through nuclear testing and therefore would not be present in a wine bottled, allegedly bottled before uh, oh, 1945. Oh, that's interesting. Ah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Real specific. Jesus. Real specific. So this, this radioactivity would be present in wines after 1945 because it gets soaked up by the soil uh, from the vine roots from Safe. the soil. Love it. Okay. Um, not totally clear if that's like a universal rule or if that just relates to like, for example, Napa Valley, which is close to where they first were testing atomic bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, whatever. Let's just say it's worldwide. It sounds yeah. cooler. Sounds good to me. Uh. A couple ways to spot a counterfeit bottle, and this is from an article yes. on decanter.com. Uh, there are more ways, but these are just the most most interesting ones. Um, ultra white paper was not invented until 1957, so if a label is fluorescent under a blue light oh. but claims to be a vintage older than 1957, it might be a fake. Oh, my mm. goodness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, be aware of the type of press that the label had been printed on. Most fine wines use a plate press, so if you spot three-color separation, it might be a fake. 
Oh my goodness. Three color separation. I totally know what that is and it, can definitely sniff that spot, out. Okay. Yeah, spot that. Google it. I don't have the patience to explain it to you. Just Google it. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> uh, double check the facts like family lineage and property ownership match- matching up with reported vintages. If they're saying like a certain family owned a vineyard at this location at this time. See if that's true. Also Google that. (laughs) Uh, Look for the, quote, ghost of another label underneath the existing (gasps) one. Ghost! Um, I know, I can finally chime in. (laughs) M's ready. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Take it away. If the dirty, scratched-up appearance of the label looks fishy, it might be a fake. Somebody just poured coffee all over that white-ass paper. Yep. They use coffee and also tobacco sediment to like kind of rub some brown shit on there. Mm-hmm. Some sepia. Um, yeah. Some sepia. Glue can <laughs> glue just can urine. be. <laughs> oh my god. Amanda's hey, just when peeing in doubt, on her two buck chuck when to, in to doubt, sell it for more. Urine. Okay, people. <laughs> it works for everything. Everything. <laughs> okay. I have like three more sentences to get through. Whatever. <laughs> glue can be forensically aged, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Also, if you see glue stains around the edges of the label or near the capsule, it might be a fake. Dun dun. Like, yeah. Look at the capsule also for creases or thumbprints if it's a wax capsule for signs that it has been reapplied. Mm-hmm. Also, food packaging laws have changed over the years, mandating lead and then tin and then aluminum for that type of packaging for the wine. So it would be easy to trace like mm-hmm. when those were changed. So you have okay. to pay also, more for the lead poisoning. Yep. Okay. Also, if you see a recycling logo on an older bottle, it might be a fake. Oh. And lastly, the cork itself can tell you a lot. So Bordeaux corks, for example, are usually between 52 and 55 millimeters long and are branded rather than inked. So oh, okay. different varietals have different rules for the corks. Um, and then grooves in the cork might be able to tell you whether that cork has been used before. Since corks are very elastic, I think you could reuse a cork if you were. Yeah, if you if that was provided the right yep. temperature to shrink it or expand it or what have you. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So that's <laughs> my background. Well, that was fucking fascinating. Very confusing and weird. And I loved it. <laughs> It's, I'm glad. It's just amazing. It sounds like uh, like you're a forensic expert in wine. Yes. I mean, I didn't even know. Granted, I don't. I don't drink wine, so I didn't even know there were that many variables to a bottle of wine. It sounds like an investigation discovery show on its own. Yeah, totally. It does. You just to- gave Lucy totally. two of the biggest compliments she could ever yep. receive, and like, I'm concerned. I'm writing down. You sound like a forensic expert. <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, that just sounded like you could have just taught a lecture about yeah. that. That was mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you guys appreciate it. Most of the time, Kenyon and Amanda yell at me because it's too long oh, and too I complicated. Mean, well, most of no, uh, yeah. most of our. We, I mean, we're never that. You're about to see a real interesting treat when you hear our, us tell our stories. <laughs> it's never that Excellent. detailed and with that many sources. Let's it's, just say we're not giving a lecture to anyone anytime soon. Yeah, it's, it's probably for the best. You'll be two bottles in by that time. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, we're yeah. gonna okay. we're gonna be like herding cats. <laughs> <laughs> I am already there. 
<laughs> I'm on my third glass, so this is mm. going great. Mm. So normally we each do our own case, but we wanted to just keep this episode a little bit shorter than our normal uh-huh. really long episode, so we just did one. Cool, okay. Okay. We're tag-toning. So, We're A-framing. Oh. I... This case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to bring the sensuality. It took me a really long to time case. to understand what you were trying to say with that. I know. You were so quiet. Okay. Shh. Just go All right. It. I found the trifecta for Ooh, this episode. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's like the holy grail of cases. I can't okay? wait. It's a wine-related murder-suicide. Oh, my. Yup. Which takes place in California. Oh, my. Yup. But the killer... Is a Minnesotan. Oh, oh yeah. You're wow. Out. You're kidding me. Did you invent this? Isn't no. this amazing? I know, I swear to God. It's and Kenyan's a... fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a this really... She's been workshopping it all week. <laughs> <laughs> my writer's group oh my loves God. it. Um... Mm. <laughs> writer's also... group of three stuffed animals and her fiance. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. Don't worry. Also a stuffed animal. And her dog. And Josie and her dog. Josie gives lots of feedback. Um, also, there's a bizarre connection to M's clown persona, which oh, we referenced oh, earlier. Yes. Patio oh furniture. Yes. Oh, Keep God. that. That just haunts me. Keep I that made in such. Mind. You know how like everyone makes mistakes when they're 13 and they like stay awake and like <laughs> they like stay awake at night, hating that they did yep. it, but at least it's to themselves. Like no one else knows about it. Yeah. That's like yep. the opposite of what I get to experience because <laughs> oh yeah, yeah everyone knows my biggest embarrassment. Of people know yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. anyway by um, all means okay. definitely use it use it to your advantage yeah please I'll, please keep rubbing the salt in the wound please freak show no, i'm enjoying freak it show. oh you took okay. it too far i'm kidding i was talking about the you wine. it yeah <laughs> okay 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 so <clears throat> by Delish. all appearances Robert Dahl was a successful... Also known as Roald Dahl. <laughs> writer of the BFG. Oh, you don't, you don't want this to be Roald Dahl. Oh. I do. I super do. You gotta workshop that name a little more for the next draft. <laughs> <laughs> Too close. Harry Potter yeah, you're not was Harry a successful Potter. entrepreneur. Corey Prodder. <laughs> Perry Hotter. Um... Successful entrepreneur and family man from Asio, Minnesota. Oh, Asio. That's pretty yeah. I know that yeah, town. Um, Robert and wife Janelle had three teenage children. Uh, everyone described Robert as charismatic with a booming voice and a larger-than-life presence. And he was known as a great salesman. I'm identifying pretty hard with Robert right now. <laughs> pretty hard. With um, old Bobby Doll. <laughs> old Bob. Old Bob Doll. <laughs> um, he was okay. overbearing. <laughs> Real annoying. Ran for president. Um, okay, 10 years prior to our case, he had founded a mold removal company in the <laughs> Twin Cities. Important work. God's work. (laughs) God's work. I actually have a mold guy coming tomorrow. (laughs) Is it who? Yeah, can you get me in touch with your mold guy? Everyone's got a mold guy. Come on. You got it. Hashtag adulting. Never grow up, folks. It's the worst. Who's your Um, mold guy? (laughs) 
Okay, but Robert... So fucking stupid. <laughs> I swear to God. Okay, but Robert always dreamed of something more glamorous. <laughs> yeah, than mold, probably. There's nothing. There's nothing more Wait, chic than mold. do you mold. mean black mold? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's the elite mold. Elite. The mold that dresses for every occasion. Oh, my God. Black tie mold. <laughs> Black tie mold. <laughs> okay, Invited so, to every Hollywood elite event. Uh, <laughs> black tie mold. Okay. Eventually, he shut down uh, the company and used the money as seed capital for a new venture, <gasps> the Patio Wine Company. Shut up. <laughs> this is my moment. Sorry. Here you go, Em. Uh, o M F. G. It's spelled patio like patio of your house, but got it. Yeah, he doesn't know. do the play on like I did. He's not as clever. Right. No, no, exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. Not nearly. Okay. Uh, unsurprisingly, though, Minnesota, where winter temperatures can easily get down to negative thirty degrees Fahrenheit, mm. um, uh, is not known for its fine wines. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, it's so, not. It's not. In fact, we've we've tried some Minnesota wines, <laughs> and not I hate to say it, super great, not great, mm. not our not our strong suit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in 2011, Robert and his family packed up and moved to Napa, California, hoping to break into the area's lucrative wine market. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. He started out by buying, along with an investor friend, a sort of lowbrow winemaking and bottling business. So basically, they would make, like, super cheap, no-name wines um, and then Mm. sell them to other companies who would put their own labels on them to resell. This is very common, by the way. Interesting. And there are wineries that will do this as, like, a to make their base money and then they'll also make their own like specialty oh, ones that they do brand and sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is not an uncommon practice. Got it, got yeah. It. Or they'll they'll sell their like real shit batches or if they mm-hmm. have like a bad year or whatever, then it's yep. like, okay, well this is garbage wine. Two Somebody buck you... chuck. Here you yeah. go, Trader Joe's. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Enjoy. like two buck chuck, but I yes. love it. Okay. Um And a lot of these wines have started going to China in the last few years because uh, their interest in wine has has increased and it's new. And so people are buying a lot of wine, but they don't necessarily um, have as much background knowledge about wine or like... Have what was that story you have it? where you were living in China and you were like at a fancy dinner with your boss and they wanted to order a nice bottle of wine, but they got like... Basically, yeah. Franzia. She, no, <laughs> we're no, like literally. sucking their own dicks over it. Oh my god! My, the boss, my boss in China, like her entire job was schmoozing with bigwigs. That was her entire uh-huh. job, and and she hired me to be her like blonde American. Oh my god! Person <laughs> to like hang out at these dinners. It was horrible. I was basically like a geisha. It was terrible. Yikes! And. Um, yeah, it was gross. <laughs> it was really, it was the worst year of my life. Okay, she was so, good at this job. Though. It was the worst <laughs> year of my life. Like, anyway, <laughs> so um, she asked me to teach her about wine so that she could appear like, you know, sure. very sophisticated, whatever. And so I told, I didn't, I don't know much, but I told her like the difference between whites and reds and to look mm-hmm. for the legs and like just the basics, right? Yeah. 
And then we were at this fancy dinner and she made this big to do about having the like waitress and the manager of the restaurant come in and bring in the um, wine and present it to everyone. Oh and it was a, a box, massive <laughs> box of Franzia. No. I love it so much. And then she's pouring it for everyone and everyone's very serious. And these are like millionaires, like these people sitting at this table. Oh they're gosh. like big wigs in China. And they're all like swirling and smelling and, <laughs> and tasting and spitting into another glass. Literally to killed to have been a fly Same. on the wall during This is that like a sitcom episode. in the making, honestly. I might write yes. this down. This is well. so good. <laughs> as I, I learned from my research, wines are only as valuable as people are willing to pay for Fair them. Point. So yep. Fair if point. If she was willing to shell out like a thousand bucks for that box of Franzia, God bless her. I yep. didn't even know they made boxes this big of Franzia. And it was literally uh-huh. Franzia. It wasn't well, like equivalent. It was Franzia. Oh my There's God. There's a good yeah. chance it was a knockoff Franzia. Yeah, at least she got name too, brand. If you're getting it in China. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it could have very well been one of these fakers. Okay. So, anyway, so that's this guy, Robert, goes, moves to Nanapa, uh, but he starts off kind of lowbrow. Okay? Yep, right. Some of Robert's clients in this rebottling business included rapper E40, which I know Woo! nothing about. Oh, sure. I'm I'm me either, me either. Because I'm 30. I'm K30, so I know nothing about E40. Um, oh also, God, a comedian and podcaster Adam Carolla, shout out. Hey. Oh, I know him. I know him, yay. Yay. Wait, really? Oh, no, no, no. no. I mean, I know who he is. I don't know him oh, personally. Okay. I'm not that cool. <laughs> You guys live in L.A., so we just assume. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, I know, know every everyone. celebrity there is. Yeah, let's just go with that story. Yeah. It's cooler. <laughs> yeah, totally. Say hi to E40 for Ooh. me. Oh. <laughs> He's actually downstairs cooking us some breakfast. It's fine. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so Adam Carolla uh, created a, a wine called Mangria. Oh, dear. Oh. Jesus. Because, of course, fucking patriarchy. Yep. And so, anyway, it you. was just one of these, like, cheap, cheap-ass wines that he slapped his own label on. Nice. Um, okay. I thought we were still talking about Adam Carolla for a right. second. We are. Like, um, that's libel. <laughs> no, we literally are. That was his wine. Adam Carolla's yeah. wine was Mangria. Oh. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> okay. He's then. a cock. Hey, Adam Carolla. Don't that's so fine. But also, it's a fact. Um, okay, so the business uh, was called California Shiners, and it quickly became one of the state's largest contract bottling wineries, producing over 750,000 cases per year. Jeez. Like, fucking huge. Okay, but Robert was still unsatisfied. He wasn't just in it for the money. He wanted the recognition, the prestige, the power that comes with owning one's own vineyard and a well-regarded wine label. He did it all for the nookie. (laughs) Come on. Classic Bob. (laughs) The nookie. (laughs) Bob doll. Um, Napa, however, is a tight-knit community and extremely tough for newcomers to break into. So soon, Robert figures out that he needs to get connected with a reputable local vintner, nailed it, um, (laughs) to... uh, (laughs) (laughs) to establish some bona fides. Um, And just one year after moving to Napa, Robert goes into business with fourth-generation grape grower and award-winning wine producer Dominic Fapoli. Oh. I know know you're impressed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) With a name like that, who couldn't be? (laughs) Dominic 
Fapoli. <laughs> wow. He sounds like someone that goes to those black tie molds. <laughs> black tie molds. <laughs> yeah. He is a black tie mold. He is a black tie mold. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just imagining a bunch of little mold spores on <laughs> the ball. They just gather. cocktails. <laughs> growing on each other. Make everybody sick. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. time. Gross. Uh, okay. Love them. So, goes into business with Dominic. Robert uh, has the cash and the business know-how, and Dominic has the wine knowledge and the industry connections. So, they yep. seem like the perfect Perfect pair. team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they became co-owners of Christopher Creek Winery, but... Oh! It, do you know it? Yeah! Oh, okay. Yeah! <laughs> I'm right. familiar! Well, it's sort of <laughs> associated with the murder, so just wait. Woohoo! Oh. So it quickly became clear that the two men had very different visions for their company. Um, and they're like 50-50 co-owners, which is always pretty tough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can't um, outvote the other ones. Can't outvote the other ones. Thank God there are three of us. I and, know, you know, seriously. Yeah, this, well, God. this would have been dead in the water if we didn't have <laughs> Sorry, three guys. people. You gotta give Geo like at least yeah, a 2% stake. That's what I'm thinking yeah. now. I'm like writing this down. This seems like a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Dominic wanted to focus on quality while Robert wanted to dramatically increase their production numbers and, and sales. So to basically mm-hmm. redo what he had been doing with the, the cheaper business, but you know, at this new place. Right. Um, and increased sales would be important because Robert's spending was extravagant. How extravagant? Mm, classic. I'm glad you asked. I, I um, thought you know. might want someone to. <laughs> so uh one friend noted that he would buy top of the line harley davidson motorcycles which run about 40 to fifty thousand dollars a pop uh just on a whim like he just would show up he showed up at his friend's house and was like hey i'm buying two motorcycles one is for you you can pay me back whenever I like how One he didn't day even have we'll a choice. Have he was like, money. oh, I guess I now owe you $50,000. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Here, I yeah. bought you this motorcycle. When can you pay me? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I'm, such a, I'm, I'm such, such a good friend. I'm such a good friend. Oh, Bob. Uh, well, it, it kind of really fits with Bob, and you'll learn more why. <laughs> um, oh, no. So he also lived lavishly, owning a $1.4 million home which was 5,000 square feet with a three-car garage. Ooh. Oh, that's what I have. Yeah, classic yeah, LA. Yeah, right? No, <laughs> no definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, okay, so despite their differences, the business seemed to be doing well, though. Uh, mm-hmm. That is, until Dominic received a foreclosure notice from the bank. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Apparently, Robert, who handled the company's finances, hadn't been making their loan payments. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> um, Do- oh. <laughs> Dominic confronted But buying $50,000 motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> buying For toys. his friends. Yeah, yeah come on. Dick. I hate this guy. <laughs> Roll doll. I used to admire you so much. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Dreams shattered. Okay, so Dominic confronts Robert. But the latter was intransigent uh, and refused to admit that he had been misappropriating their money. He also refused to give up his share of control of the business. Mm, Of course. 
So Dominic had been naive when he invested in the company because he invested his entire life savings, including no. refinancing his home. Ooh. Don't do that. So sad. Never Don't, do why? That. Never, ever do that. Yeah. Not, Bob, Not that I least. own a home. That was a poor choice. Shit. Poor choice. Poor choice. Yeah, quite literally. Um, You're done fucked now. up. <laughs> so he's about to lose everything because, like, if this shit gets get if this shit gets foreclosed on, then he's lost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had no choice but to borrow more money from loved ones in order to buy Robert out and take back control of the floundering winery and try to try to save it and make it work. Sad for okay. God's sake. Because so when you're in a hole, just keep digging. Well, uh-huh. he, ha- he, I mean, he Dig actually your way made, out. He actually did make the right call in the long run. So he, he would have lost everything, been left with nothing if the bank foreclosed. And instead, he just like borrowed more, scrounged, bought out Robert, the piece of shit, and like uh-huh. saved the winery at least long enough until he could sell it. Yeah. And, and, and start then over. The murder suicide. Well, <laughs> just wait. Okay, okay. okay, let's not get ahead. So. The two men cut ties. Good. Uh, Probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. For his part. Well, yeah, I have a feeling oh, this is yeah, going to get dark quick. Dom- Dominic's okay. Dominic makes it out okay. There's right. more. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. For, for his part, Robert took the buyout money from Dominic, not to mention whatever he had already embezzled from their company, and invested in a new venture. Yikes. A brewery. Wow. Oh, oh God. How fun. <laughs> so, so, what a great idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> a milkshakery. Oh, yes. There it, there it is. I can get behind that. I'd a traveling there. circus. I mean, there's a lot of us. Uh, <laughs> Don't. Amanda's just going to start crying <laughs> yes. at the thought of clowns. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm sure you were a totally delightful clown. Um, but I wasn't great. <laughs> Did you hear her force that out? Uh, <laughs> totally delightful. I, you know what? I graduated, and that was all the. That's the only thing I'm really all proud that mattered. of. It, so I am yeah. kind of curious though what your like signature look was. Um, mm. most are most are curious. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm sure. <laughs> There's there's one picture that Christine has seen against my will, which I have made her swear on her life she'll never show anyone. It's like one of those friendship pacts where like mm, totally at ends You've got death, bracelets. I need to delete. I burn. super respect that, and there's like a sick curiosity where I want to see it, but yeah. also I super don't want to see it. So you're in good hands with me. I, I will. I I'll describe it. it. I just don't want anyone to ever see it. But I okay. I was a white face clown. Which means my oh. my I was clear uh, entirely like Snow White, um, okay. Red obvious clown nose, sure, sure. Classic. And then I had um, I it was like I basically looked like Ronald McDonald because my outfit happened to be like red, white, and yellow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you just handed out French fries. As, like, thing. That would have probably been my oh. favorite trick, actually. <laughs> But um, for my pennies God. for your Ronald McDonald house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to. Um, uh, it was like a legitimate costume. It was like I actually went to like conventions with, for clowning where they actually like sold real 
outfits and like clown conventions listen told me about this and was like yeah i would drop i would drop m off and then i would see all these like middle-aged men at this convention and then m was there too i was like yeah oh my god it was your own it was a very Hold weird time. Your motherfucking own. I was definitely the youngest by a lot, and so I was just hanging out with a lot of fifty-year-old men who it, were clowns yeah. and doing magic yeah. tricks. Fifty-year-old clown, just a men. bunch of John Wayne Gacy's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone had to have been because we. The last convention I went to, we rented out an entire hotel. Yikes. Yeah. So statistically, someone someone had bodies was a serial killer. Someone was a murderer. <laughs> more than one one every 36 yeah just going by the numbers i appreciate you guys interrogating me on the things everyone actually does want to know and i just actively avoid answering (laughs) yeah i won't tell me i'm glad that they'll tell you we're adding value to this episode y'all okay um so he invests in a brewery with a new partner and i told you this motherfucker was charismatic because somehow he convinces a new dude Jeez. another friend greg Knittle. Ooh, uh owner on, of canoodle <laughs> didn't you know better yeah first um, of all canoodle yourself a new last name second of all what the fuck are you doing greg Knittle? Stop canoodling. Canoodle. Canoodle. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so Knittle was the owner of a local construction business, um, but he convinced him to co-invest in a new, quote, ultra-premium craft beer, taproom, brew house, and gastropub. Wow. Okay, stop. None too much. Way too much. You're opening a bar. Shut Quit up. Quit just stringing words together to sound cool. I've worked in breweries. <laughs> fuck Ultra off. Ultra-premium. Go fuck yourself. Ultra-premium Ultra craft. <laughs> that just sounds like mm-hmm. Coors Light. Yeah. <laughs> Michelob Ultra Premium. Yeah, um, if you have to put Ultra Premium gastropub beers, <laughs> <laughs> it must be shit. Okay, so Knittle knew nothing about beer besides just liking it, and um, <laughs> besides uh, liking it, <laughs> besides you know like being a beer drinker, but he wasn't a beer brewer by any means, you know. So um, like how our podcast started. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't much. a forensic <laughs> expert on wine like Lucy, like so. some there people are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Don't jump ship now, okay? We've gone too far. I know. This okay. is not how this works. You don't I'll get call to, you when the We don't get to lure expects. them onto our show. <laughs> we'll be And then here. you just fucking <laughs> bail and go join, and that's why we drink. That's not how it works. All of a sudden, you'll hear okay. her on our show and be like, I haven't been able to call her for a week. What's going <laughs> on? Mother. We have a contract. Why do you we have a Los Angeles phone number now? Benedict Lucy. Yeah, I will um, sue you. I will fucking sue you. <laughs> okay, so. Anyway. Nettle knows nothing about beer. But Robert convinces him is like, Robert is like, look, like I previously was involved in wine, but that's not my passion. My passion is really beer and like where this is going to be amazing and whatever, like really sells it. Yeah. Um, So Knittle basically provides all the upfront money and labor to build the space. So he uses his construction company to, to build out this massive space for this brewery gastropub extravaganza um and he leaves robert to manage all the day-to-day mm, that's a terrible idea that's that's what happened last time remember remember bob hey guys remember three minutes ago when he had a winery that he <laughs> fucked up 
<laughs> now he has a Michelob Ultra gastro pub <laughs> that he's gonna fuck up to. Okay, Can't so wait. <laughs> Napa Point Brewing Company opened to glowing reviews initially, but eventually rumors began to swirl that the brewery was brewing up some serious BS. <laughs> the <laughs> I enjoy Your writing puns throughout. I, I, I am on board. She is a fucking pun factory, and it is such a problem. I'm, on, I'm so on board. You don't even know. Like, I'm like afraid. To have like board meetings or meetings with like actual investors in the future because she's just gonna sneak puns. A thousand percent. I have to keep myself <laughs> in pitch. I like the pause at the end, like to see if anyone caught it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Always, yeah. always, always, oh, yeah. fucking always. And we are at a point where we've trained ourselves to ignore her, but you guys are new. Oh, so. I caught it. I'm on board. Yeah. I think she. I think yeah, maybe you like that. There's like a new grade. set of ears here to really mm-hmm. catch everything that's going on. The puns, yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. Yep. So she's good. digging it. She's into it. <laughs> okay, so the quote craft beer that Robert sold customers at quote ultra premium prices sure. was uh, <laughs> actually just rebottled from cheap mass produced kegs. Oh lord. Coors Light. Like okay. Said. Why? Yep. Why is this man even yep. trying still? Yep. The company I mean, racket, was y'all. also soon facing uh, lawsuits from the city for multiple code violations involving live music events without a permit and probably Ooh, a bunch of like employee code violations, oh, like good. not doing payroll right and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're OSHA, already y'all. breaking the law, don't yeah. also break the law. Go big <laughs> or go home, I say. Double down. <laughs> Double the fuck Unless it's blackmail, and then that's just the cherry on top. Um, (laughs) So uh, as the problems began piling up and Knittel began asking questions, um, Robert became angry and defensive, and he insisted that the company wasn't doing well anyway, uh, claiming that they were losing 100 grand a month and that he needed to shut the whole operation down immediately just seven months after it opened. Oh, my. Oh, my Lord. So Robert and Knittel cut ties, and Knittel never recouped his investment of over 250 grand. Of course he fucking did. Sad, Greg. Woof. Google people before you give them two hundred and fifty thousand fucking dollars. How about that? How about you deserve it? You knitted your bed, Greg. (laughs) Now you gotta (laughs) sleep in it. (laughs) Sleep in it. (laughs) All right, Amanda, you want to take over? You want to get to the juicy stuff? Ooh. Oh, you're just bailing on me when the names get hard. <laughs> the, great, the great juicy stuff. Uh, you do this guy, every week with special uh-huh. thanks. Yeah, exactly. The guy, okay, so. The guy's name is Imad. Okay. Imad Toffolis? Sure. Sure. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. So, according to the story, another investor bites the dust. This guy canniddled himself into a real pickle. <laughs> oh, my. But, roll doll has not yet completed his entire works of fiction. So he's got to keep moving forward. And in his journey, he finds Imad Toffolis. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Him. Imad seemed pretty cool. Laid back dude. Made some money in Silicon Valley. Wanted to invest in glitzy projects, movies, wine. He wasn't like crazy wealthy, but he had some money to play with. And he wanted to do fancy things with it. Why not? Mm -hmm. So... Through stardust and magic, 
and chanting and sorcery, he and Robert get connected. Oh, <laughs> that's Robert. how Christine and I met. Oh, that's so weird. That's yeah. That's how we all met. Yeah, yeah. School, so. an ancient curse brought yes. us together. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. A monkey's paw. Um, and Robert told him on about his original wine business and how fucking successful it was, the Patio Wine Company. <laughs> Um, saying he wanted to take it from the patio all the way to Napa and really turn it into something something legit. Um, oh, yikes. This is exactly what Ahmad had been waiting for, his fancy, you know, I'm sure it was. opportunity. So he invests $400,000 oh, no. into the business. Oh, Apparently man. he didn't have Google either. I can't even feel bad for these people anymore. Yeah, it's right? like, what are you doing? I feel like hasn't word mm-hmm. traveled Hasn't Google existed? Uh So I I didn't put this in the notes, but he was warned by Dominic Fapoli, and he still invested. Imad was warned? Imad was warned by Dominic Fapoli. If Fapoli warns you, if the black tie mold guy knows what's up. Yes. Yeah. I feel like... I I don't eat... This isn't a pity party anymore on my end. I'm just like, okay, well, how is he going to get screwed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it gets he worse, will. guys, because after the $400,000 investment, Robert asked for more funds, insisting that if Imad could invest cash, then they could secure better deals on grapes. Oh, sure. <sighs> you gotta pay fat cash for them grapes. Cash. Equipment, et cetera. Straight cash, homie. So <laughs> Imad complied and literally brought Robert a gym bag oh my. with an additional eight hundred thousand dollars in cash inside that's so bringing the total investment to 1.2 million dollars oh my god 800 grand in cash in a gym gym bag bag. also who needs a gym bag that big like put your sweaty socks (laughs) and your water bottle that's really all you need no one needs a gym bag that can hold fucking 800 thousand dollars in cash it's just not necessary that's a heavy gym um yeah i'm not feeling that so by August 2014, Dull Vineyards was up and running. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, unsurprisingly to anyone, things soon began to fall apart. Oh, no. As soon as Robert received the $800,000 in cash, he, big shock, stopped making loan payments to Imad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it became very clear to Imad that something was quite wrong. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Imad is probably like, what the fuck have I done? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh my God. 1.2 fucking million dollars. I'm going to die. What is happening? Because he wasn't um, like super, super rich. It was like this, this well, 1.2 million was like everything. what he had to invest. He didn't so like, have he like additional was, millions. He was super rich and then gave it all to some asshole right, that he didn't right. fucking Google first and didn't listen to. His right. mold guy. His mold, yeah. mold guy. Always listen to your mold guy. You gotta. Uh, so Imad does get a private investigator. He wants to look into his business partner, which once again, measure twice, dig once, y'all. Like, <laughs> don't we know this? So the private investigator is a former FBI agent. He uncovers a she. laundry list. She? She. Ooh, I didn't see that in the notes. I might have forgotten to put it, but yeah, she. Well... Some you badass lady Not every FBI professional PI. is a man, okay, Amanda? I know. I, it's internalized fucking patriarchal I'm totally bullshit. kidding. I should have known. I should have known. Everyone in this case so far has been a man, so I was just That's fair. Down. That's fair. Yep. You know what? So, this former FBI agent uncovered a list of Robert's past indiscretions, including pending lawsuits, criminal charges, jilted investors, and failed businesses longer 
than your arm. Mm-hmm. For starters, the patio wine company that Imad <laughs> thought he was investing in had already been dissolved. Duh, we knew this. He fucking didn't. So it didn't exist. Google. G O O G L E for fuck's sake. What? Uh, going, going further back, Robert Dahl had been convicted of multiple theft charges, including my favorite kind of theft. Theft by swindle. <laughs> theft by swindle. That's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, you swindled me. That's so um, piratey. I know. I like that that has survived into modern like Swipe law. or no swiping. Um, so, <laughs> no, stupid. I, love <laughs> um, I like Dora the Explorer. I can't help it. It's educational. Um, and Robert had actually served a little bit of time Mm-hmm. In Minnesota, oh. in, in the jails, in the yeah. clink, in the clink, <laughs> ex-con. Mm-hmm. So not only was he a convicted felon, but Robert also had tens of thousands of dollars in unpaid credit card bills and other debts, which is super relatable. <laughs> um, if you just but, change that to student loans, yeah, right, right, and I would, same fucking page. yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, nice. I often think about just running away and changing mm-hmm. my name, but that's okay. Why do you yeah. think I'm in South Africa? No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. Anyway, she's, she's actually in LA with us. Yep. Um, she swapped. Yeah. She swooped over. <laughs> yeah. She's I already broken Geo. her contract with us. Benyon's <laughs> <laughs> been hiding in plain sight as Geo for the last time. Geo! Oh, my God. <laughs> she's she's Geo just takes his, like, fur mask off. and <laughs> yeah. Takes a paw and peels I it off. I am so handsome. So, <laughs> so. You're M Sweet Babu. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> um, so we're gonna circle back to the original mold removal company in Minnesota. Oh my God. Um, Robert had apparently told everyone who would listen in California that he'd invested in a revolutionary earth-friendly mold product, a monumental advance in antimicrobial technology, and that he'd sold the company for twelve million dollars. Okay. This was the tale he wove. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not quite it's not quite accurate because in reality, after investors had poured money into Duraban International, which like Gross. oh my god, get yeah. more creative. Of course, right, that exactly. was its name. Yep. The product was revealed to be total bullshit and the business went bankrupt. Surprise. Weird. But because it's America and you can still, you know, make out pretty okay in these scenarios, Robert had pocketed a pretty hefty sum before getting the hell out of Dodge. So he did walk away from that business, not completely destroyed, but not with 12 million fucking dollars. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the private investigator, Imad was Imad, LOL. <laughs> oh my God. Kenyon wrote that and I am just reading it and it's amazing. Oh my God. Uh, her pun, not mine. <laughs> He was enraged and adamant that Robert not get away with stealing his money and making a fool of him. Theft by swindle. (laughs) (laughs) Not on my watch. (laughs) Imad brought in lawyers and won court orders to establish control over the company's remaining assets, which basically consisted of like the tanks for fermenting the wine, some expensive equipment. I mean, that shit's worth a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Company owned vehicles, anything that could be resold to recoup some of his initial investment. That stuff is expensive, but he still never would have made back like all of his two hundred fifty thousand dollars, most likely. Um, but you can try. One point two million. Was... Oh yeah, right, right, right. One point two million. Sorry, no, mm-hmm. there's no way. No, no. but <laughs> not gonna happen. Robert was one step ahead of him and had already begun stealing the company's assets and hiding them from Imad. Mm. So the situation had fucking completely broken down. Are you mm-hmm. ready for this? I'm ready. Mm. Ready. 
Kenyon, you, you want to take it? You want to uh, take it back over for the sweet, sweet finish? Oh, if you want, okay. I think you should, because you so. get off on this like Murder. real nasty shit. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> oh I boy. Do. My cases are always like ten times darker than Amanda's cases. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, that. I listened to. It's <laughs> like, oh my, <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. So uh, then, in March 2015, Imad informed his attorney that Robert had uh, texted him and that the two men had set up an in-person meeting to work out the details of a settlement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Imad's lawyer advised him against. Any one-on-one meeting was like, hell nah, what are you talking about? Um, But Imad insisted, um, and attorneys from both sides were uh, to participate in the meeting via speakerphone. So they were like, Imad was going to go to the vineyard where Robert was, they were going to sit in a room, and then the lawyers would be on speakerphone, and they were going to, like, hash out a settlement. Mm -hmm. Okay? Got it. On the morning of March 16th, 2015, Imad Tafilis uh, went to the tasting room at the vineyard Mm -hmm. uh, to meet with Robert. They carried on with the meeting and seemed to be making progress until suddenly, according to Imad's attorney, Robert's attitude shifted. Of course. (laughs) He announced his opposition to the whole deal that they had just worked out. Uh, instead, offering to pay Ahmad a much lower sum and was here's twenty dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take take it or leave it, asshole. Uh-huh. Yeah, like he just became really. And I'll give your gym bag back if it means that much to you. <laughs> your gym was bag. there no paperwork? <laughs> you can have it. Your empty was there no gym paperwork bag? signed for any of this? Like, no, was I he not there... legally? No, Ahmad was winning in court, but. The Robert was ignoring all the court orders, so mm. and like stealing all this equipment. So Ahmad was just like, "Fuck, Fucked. man! Like, it, yeah. unless he plays ball, this is gonna drag out in court for God knows how long, and I still might not recoup any of my money." Because right. nothing was just... signed before he gave him a million and a half in cash. No, I'm assuming things were signed, and that's why he was winning in court. Imad was winning oh, in okay. court. But, like, still, if you're suing someone who claims to be bankrupt or have no money, oh, like, sure. you're not going to get any money right. back. No. Yeah. As we have learned from dealing with our previous landlords. Oh. So fun. Oh. Fun times. Yeah. <laughs> we're all like, up in there. Yeah. <laughs> Super hurts. shitty. Kenya's life is a dark case. <laughs> Super <laughs> shitty. It really sucks. God damn it. Although, instead of $1.2 it's like $3,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it okay. might as well be the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, that is the equivalent. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, really. <laughs> okay. So, the the... Conversation, they're sitting in person together with the lawyers on speakerphone. The conversation kind of breaks down, and the lawyers are like, oh, let's just, like, take five, okay? Uh-huh. Be like, everybody calm down. Call us back in five minutes. Right. Okay? Still, according to Ahmad's attorney, there was no screaming, no profanity. There was no hint of uh-huh. what was to come. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Yes, here we go. <laughs> So, we will never know exactly what happened, but sometime after hanging up, Robert drew his 22 caliber handgun. Oh. Equ- yeah. Sorry. Equipped with an illegal silencer. <gasps> Come on, people. Oh, my God. Yep. On his former investor. Mm-hmm. Uh, P.S. 
Robert, convicted felon, not allowed to own a gun, mm, still nope. somehow got a gun and an illegal the silencer. Mm-hmm. He Fucked probably got up. it at Walmart. Right. Right. The American sure. way. USA. Probably no background mm-hmm. check. USA. USA. <laughs> From my cold dead hands, people. Guns don't kill people, okay? Robert. Bob kills people. Yeah. Just Bob. Roll doll kills Bob. people. Roll doll, Roll doll kills people. Kills people. <laughs> oh. oh, no. My okay. life goal is to just destroy the <laughs> reputation of Roll Doll in this mini. A very noble goal. I want a t-shirt that just has like a an outline of a gun with a silencer and it just has Roll Doll. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm fucking dead? making one. I'm making one. For We're not going to sell it, but I want it. <laughs> okay. So uh, Imad, possibly already shot, uh, flees the tasting room and begins running through the vineyard. Okay. While Robert chases him in his SUV. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. This is What's horrifying. that song that's, like, always playing in the background of a crazy caper? Uh, it, like, sounds like a Jupiter? kazoo. Drops of Jupiter. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Are I watch a lot of action s- movies. <laughs> that's it. In every Die Hard movie, yep. Train is playing. Train. <laughs> I was Write this down for your next uh, script. Drops of Jupiter during the brutal fatal oh, chase scene. My fucking god. In editing, I am going to add some bars of Drops oh of Jupiter to this fucking episode. Okay, so Ahmad uh, manages to dial 911 from his cell phone as he's running through these fucking fields. Talented. Um, the call this is lasted horrifying. five minutes, oh, during boy. which time Imad screamed for help and stated that he'd already been shot twice by oh. Roldal. Oh, oh no. Um, including once in the head. Oh my God. Um, he was saying that he, that he shot... got shot in the head. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. As he was running through oh, a vineyard God. on the phone. I can't while even chase by a man my phone in an SUV. while driving. No, no. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. So uh, the phone line remained live, but Ahmad soon ceased responding to the 911 dispatcher. And a passerby later testified to witnessing Ahmad emerge from the vineyard wounded, then collapse Uh on the road. Uh Then Robert Dahl drove up, exited his vehicle, walked up, and delivered the fatal shot. Within sight of the sheriff's deputies who were arriving on the scene. What a fucking idiot. Robert then got back in his vehicle and drove off. And at this point, multiple squad cars, a SWAT team, even like a fucking police helicopter were all in pursuit. Okay? Mm -hmm. So they got there fucking fast. He sped along a densely forested road on the property and crashed into a tree. And then as the authorities closed in, they found him in the driver's seat, dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Uh, I mean, he kind of got himself to a position. You shoot someone yeah. in front of cops. Yeah, yeah. it's like you're, it's a lose-lose at that point. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah. Yep. Fucking execution style, just like yeesh. Bop. Oof. 
Oof. I don't like it. Ooh. Yeah, that's gross. That's dark. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Classic Kenyan. Class- <laughs> Everyone's like, oh. Classic roll yeah. doll. <laughs> And I'm like, execution style, my favorite. Uh, My favorite sexual position is execution style. Oh, my God. From the Kama Sutra. animal style. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad none of my gentleman suitors listen to this show. My gentlemen. I don't know. I've heard Nipples (laughs) is a big fan. How many are there? (laughs) Nipples is a fan. Well, any of the two that I've had since the show started over a year ago. (laughs) I'm a real hooker. (laughs) Stop. Okay. So many, (laughs) many believe that the murder had been premeditated, uh, but that once Imad fled, things turned messy and Robert's plot fell apart. Um, But they point to evidence of a muddy hazmat suit in the back of Robert's car, suggesting that he may have already dug a hole somewhere on the property to bury Imad's body. OMG, and then he could have done a featured vintage with the Mm -hmm. wine grapes grown of Imad's remains. Yes, girl. It would have, like, nuclear waste and a body in it. (laughs) Yum. They'd be like, well, this is clearly a 2015 vintage (laughs) because I taste the Imad. Fraudulent wine. What an amazing true crime novel that would be, though. Yes, yes. Right? true. Where it they really... have to like do forensic analysis on the wine itself to like locate the body. Oh, oh my god! god. It, it just it. reminds me of that scene in Practical Magic where they bury Gordon Visionick in the yeah. backyard, and then the Everything roses reminds just you grow of that like crazy. Scene. Well, it also reminds yes. me of like a Sweeney Todd, but like <laughs> instead of meat pies, it's wine, where you bury people yes. in the house, and then people are drinking bodies and don't know it. Yikes! Pretty much and everything that exists. The flavor. It's very everything earthy. that exists can be related to either practical magic or sweet. <laughs> yeah, that is accurate. Everything. It is. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yep. Okay. He also had a tarp and plastic bags, duct tape and flex cuffs, oh, yeah. gloves, okay. and seven hundred and fifty rounds of ammunition. Ooh, you gotta, in his car. You gotta be prepared. Crap. That's not overkill. We don't know. We don't yeah. know how hard it is to take Imad down. <laughs> Give Imad some credit. three bullets. Yeah. One unarmed man. Um, and also some some prepaid burner phones. Okay, so Robert was fucking set. Robert was Rambo. Yep. This was um, super premeditated and was maybe going to, like, take out an entire fucking town with that kind uh, of ammunition. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the fuck was he actually planning? That's kind of creepy. It was his ego. He never would have gotten that far. I don't know. That's a lot of equipment for taking out one jilted business partner. Like, that feels like preparation for a bigger event to me. And if you're facing that many lawsuits, whatever, like, killing one person who's suing you isn't going to solve the problem. Like, you need to take out everyone who's fucking suing you. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he's been paranoid for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. It was sounds for sure premeditated, but I think that a lot of that stockpiling of the ammunition was just like his ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Robert Dahl's former partner in the brewery business, Knittle. Knittle. Uh, <laughs> Knittle. Oh, I uh, love him. He summed it up best uh, when <laughs> no. he said, <laughs> quote, <laughs> what an arrogant way to go. Leave a mess for others to clean up. Oh, fucking like, preach. That's yeah. true. Fucking yes. preach. Wow. So as far as I can tell, Janelle, Robert's wife, and the kids moved back to Minnesota, and Janelle has resumed using her maiden name. Fair. You go, sweet <laughs> baby girl. Makes sense. Live your life. Yeah. Uh, Imad 
Ben's widow uh, is suing Janelle, seeking compensatory and punitive damages. I have mixed feelings about that, because how much do we know that Janelle and the kids were even like... They, they're kind of victims, too, in this situation. They're definitely victims, It depends on how much too. they were left with. If she but, was yeah. left with millions of dollars, I'd probably sue her ass, too. Fair I think enough. she probably was left with millions of dollars, to be honest. But how, I mean, if he had, had so many unpaid debts? That's true. If he's bankrupt. Well, this is one of those unpaid debts, though. Kind of. Oh, I know, but I mean, it just seems unlikely that she was... I don't know, I don't know. We don't know yeah. her financial situation. Just yeah. sucks. The whole thing sucks. Yeah. Uh, there's also an incredibly overwrought 48 Hours episode about this case. Uh, <laughs> brilliantly named Grapes of Wrath. Yes! yes. Stop it, yes. <laughs> Which I highly encourage everyone to go watch. Oh, Anything my God. incredibly overwrought, I am into. On it. This 48 Hours episode in like one scene or whatever of this lady like talking about the case, there's like a camera angle from like a camera attached to the car mirror outside of her car window <laughs> then like backseat of the car then dashboard of the car then helicopter gotta get all the shots all then the shots. drone like it's insane you gotta you gotta. Whole I mean if you're you really gotta go hard for the grapes of wrath yeah you gotta yeah. represent yeah, yeah, yeah. live up to the hype yeah. <laughs> so oh that's our case and that is our episode we don't have special thanks this week beyond just saying Christine and M, thank you so much yes. for coming yes. on Wine and Crime. You guys we are the it. greatest. Thank you for having us. We have this is like a year in the making, and we're so happy yeah. it finally worked. We're out. So thank you for happy. putting up with uh, all the emails and that I was not <laughs> no. responsible for, by the way. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, and I also we also need to thank that fan in one of our uh, Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. who started like a yes. pledge drive basically to yes. convince us to do it. And we were like, dude, we're trying. We've already been yeah. emailing for six months. Like we're trying. <laughs> Take the it's money not you raise. It's not right. <laughs> no, I mean, the the time zones make things really hard. Really people. hard. Just keep that in mind. It's really hard to get all of us in the same place at the same time when we're not in the same place at even close to the same I time. I mean, so, it, if yeah. it, we did it. To explain anything, I'm here like before noon and I found a box of wine in our recording studio, so I'm I'm drinking at <gasps> noon for this <laughs> podcast. Oh yeah, while you guys were telling your story, all of a sudden Christine like coyly just places a box of wine in front of her. <laughs> and then, oh, and then she found a wine glass that had clearly already been drinking out of and like blew into it to see if she could clear yeah, it out. Yeah, get the dust off. It's great. It's perfect. That is That's my fucking move. I, mean, I, I, I gave her I gave her it. darty eyes. I was like, don't you fucking do that. <laughs> oh. Darty you, eyes. You let her live. Let me live, Em. Oh, she did. She lived. Pretty much oh, all of my wine glasses have like permanent insane lipstick marks yes. on them. So. Ditto. Zach We're calls good. it my yeah. grandma lips because I'm a big yeah. red lipstick fan and he gets, <laughs> it's like his biggest pet peeve. He gets so grossed out. There's like Because my like red lipstick. Lip yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every, fucking everywhere. Oh that's, my God, he hates it so much. That's hilarious. Love well, you, baby. Love you, boo. Okay. Uh, join us. we got. Join us Join for, us over on And That's Why We Drink as yeah. well. Oh, oh, you're yeah. going to go record oh, their episode right now. You can so show up there if you go want. Just record this shit. Do you want to keep listening cool to these, these gruesome ladies discuss their <laughs> horrifying <laughs> execution-style stories? Well, come on Yeah. Over. Come on over, mm. too, and that's why we drink. They're on all the platforms. You'll find them. You'll okay. find us. Bye, guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Okay, stop being... Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. 
Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Cheers!